Today's video is brought to you by Audible, and we'll hear more from them later. What's up, guys, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. Today we're talking about Project Luminous, because we got a lot of questions about the High Republic, which is understandable, and we're going to do our best to answer them. Our first question comes from Matt W., who asks if we're happy with the timeline of the setting being only 200 years before the prequels. I did think that that was interesting. Uh, all the rumors that were floating around were like four to 500 years, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. It's not like 200 years is that different, uh, but based on some of the concept art and designs we've seen, it's like, okay, I think the Republic and the Jedi Order are going to look very different for it only being 200 years. Mm -hmm. And it's like, when we get to 400, 1,000 years, 4,000 years, it's like, wow, what are things going to look like during the old Republic time? Yeah, this date or time period, it doesn't bo bother me. I think it it's giving us extra room for the older stuff, which I like. You know, I, I want the Old Republic to look even more different, like you said. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting because at first you're like, 200 years, how different could it be? Right. And well, like, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm glad that they went with the bold choice of like, let's make it really different. And then it'll have to be even more drastic the further along we go. And that was one of the criticisms of KOTOR. As good as it is, it's like, the galaxy is still pretty much the same. Like, things look different, They, but they function exactly the same way. And it sounds like we're going to do a lot of uh, stuff with hyperspace and opening up the Republic. Like, it sounds like it's going to be a much smaller thing. Um, it just, yeah, it feels like, wow, they really... And we, we don't know yet, but it feels like they're really going to expand things in only 200 years. So like, yeah, what was the Republic? Was the old Republic like just Coruscant and Alderaan? Like, <laughs> how big was it? Yeah. And it makes you wonder about characters like Yoda and Maz Kanata and like how much stuff they've seen. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, I'm sure Yoda's probably going to pop up. We're going to talk about that later. But yeah, he's only going to be like... 200 years younger which is a lot but to him it's like the difference between 90 and 70 you think he'll have just like a little hair right like maybe it's a little more brown mm -hmm. but uh, unless it's like baby yoda if he, maybe baby yoda is a baby until they reach like 400 years old and then like bam they're adults and then like maybe they look great until they're 800 and then things just fall apart <laughs> I want, to, I want to know what Yoda looks like in his prime. I mean, I bet he's a snack. A snack. Speaking of Yoda, Mr. J.D. Rice wants to know what kind of role Yoda might have in the High Republic. I want you to start this one because I thought you had a good idea for it. Oh, uh, yeah, because I was thinking it's really cool that they're introducing all these new characters in this, in this new uh, time period. But obviously Yoda is alive at this time. Like you said, not too much younger. Uh, but I thought it'd be cool if maybe he wasn't really around much until maybe the end of phase one. And then he'll pop in because he's been researching the Sith. Because we know in episode no episode one, he knows about the rule of two and the Sith and how they do business. So... I like to imagine that he's going to be on this like secret mission for a while. That's, uh, except for maybe the Sith part, I don't know. 
I, I really like the idea that we spend time with the new characters uh, because it's kind of the same thing where people are like, is Boba Fett going to be in the Mandalorian? It's like, well, the sooner he shows up, the faster he's going to just overshadow uh, the main characters. Well, I, th- I'm, I meant more like he's not going to be in it much at all. Yeah, no, I'm on the same page with you there. And that uh, like, if Boba Fett were to show up now, I think we've spent enough time with the Mandalorian that mm-hmm. we would be on his side. And I kind of want to, yeah, just spend some time with the main characters. And yeah, if Yoda has like a post credit scene in the last story of phase one, then I think that would be cool and whether he's see i i don't know how much i want the sith to be in this i like the idea of the nile because they're so different but i i do think that this is a good chance to show how does yoda know about the rule of two because Mm -hmm. it doesn't really make sense as it currently exists well we don't even have to see the sith we just have to find out that yoda is away on a secret mission and then towards the very end of phase one Yoda comes back and, you know, is like, I got some stories to tell. Yeah. Even if it's just like, yeah, someone told us that there were two Sith around and we we couldn't find them. So I guess they're all gone. They're somewhere. Or like, I mean, I I think that they will just assume the Sith have been gone all this time. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves again. (laughs) But yeah, like I I like the idea of Yoda not playing a major role in this story. Uh, He's going to be around. I just don't want him to be like the head of the Jedi Council, or maybe even on the Jedi Council at this point. I'd like to see him, yeah, out in the field and kind of away from everyone else because I want to... The more new stuff we experience, I think the better. I want to get your opinion on this. Someone referred to Yoda in the comments section of a video that we did recently. Someone referred to Yoda as the Nick Fury of the Jedi. Would you agree? That's, yeah, pretty much exactly what I was thinking of (laughs) when you were talking about him coming in at the end of the story. It would be like Nick Fury in Tony Stark's apartment or house at the end of Iron Man. Like, there's Yoda. And I don't know that he needs to, like, put a team together, but <laughs> just that, yeah, he could pop up here and there in these stories uh, and not ever be the central character. I think that would work. Yeah. Sashimaru so Dano asks, what kind of relationship we would expect the Jedi to have with the Republic at this point in time? They're specifically talking about, like, will they be entwined with the Senate and politics and stuff like they are in the prequels, uh, because they're suggesting that was part of their downfall. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, I I don't know that it'll be too different. I kind of agree with you that it's almost like, I mean, the Jedi are a religion, and it's like when they're completely uh, stuck together with a government, that probably isn't the best idea. But if it's the Jedi at the height of their power and like as the best they've ever been, and I kind of get the sense the Republic will be the same way. So I think they could probably work together and be all right. Yeah. Would this be considered, if they were part of politics at this point in time, would it be considered the, a, a religious oligarchy? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't think, well, like, like could a Jedi be Chancellor? Which I think happened in Legends. So, I don't know, that could be something interesting to explore where, like, yeah, what if they're even more heavily involved in politics? That's, that's what I'm thinking. It's, it's either going to be one or the other. One, you know, they're completely separate, church and state, I guess. Uh, 
and you know everyone just knows them as the Jedi Knights and then the Republic is still in a, in the very early stages and I don't know because there's no conflict I, it's hard for me to imagine what the Republic is going to feel like oh, yeah. well at this point the Republic will be about 800 years old like the Republic the old Republic ends 1000 years before uh the battle of yavin and then it becomes the galactic republic as we know it so they're not going to be brand new uh as far as the republic goes i just want them to not be corrupt we've always seen the senate to be full of corrupt people like i'd like to see them be nice but yeah they could they could be full-on or just completely set apart and i guess my gut says that they might be a little more separated but they would still go on missions for the republic so i think it'll be more or less the same yeah just less corrupt fingers crossed (laughs) william tressel wants to know if the nile have anything to do with darth nihilus i probably not um i think that the nile are going to be a separate thing uh i just think that their names are both coming from uh, Nihilus. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just the root that the Nile are coming from and Darth Nihilus. They're both just kind of sinister words. Yeah. it. I mean, there's a chance that Darth Nile will pop up in Phase 2 and be like, I've been behind these guys the whole time um, whispering in their ears secretly, but uh, I don't know. So I, I do kind of like that idea. Uh, it's just that Darth Nihilus, that doesn't feel like his bag. Like, it would just be in name and maybe look only. Like, he could still have the mask, but that's just not what Darth Nihilus was about at all in the Old Republic. So, I don't know, maybe maybe the Nile could say, like, we took our name from this old Sith Lord. Or, uh, I, I do like the idea that the Sith are kind of behind them. Because at this point in time, they're supposed to be secretive and they could be manipulating things. It's just, it's very similar to what happens with the Mandalorian Wars, where the Sith are behind the Mandalorian invasion of the galaxy. And so, I don't know. I I, I do like the idea, but it's also very samey to some legend stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. The the names are very similar. I, I think it's probably just a name thing, and that's it. Major Zuma asks how we think the Nile are able to affect hyperspace. Is it through the force or technology? So they keep talking about the great disaster. That's going to be kind of the catalyst that kicks off this story. And all three of the books have like their little synopses come out. And all three of them are like, so-and-so was on his way to this place. And then his ship got pulled out of hyperspace. So it sounds like maybe the Nile have something that just stops hyperspace. And I think that's an interesting threat, first of all. Yeah. So that spaceport. The starlight? Yeah. I'm wondering if they take it over or they blow it up or they do something with that. Because isn't that supposed to help with hyperspace travel? It's like a, I guess, a traveling point, just a centralized place. So yeah, it's probably got some sort of I don't think it powers light speed it might it could be like the the things in mass effect where there are these structures that like that's where you enter 
light speed. I forget what I'm not mass effect explained. I don't remember all the terms. Uh, so it, it could be something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're going to destroy it because it sounds like it plays a central role in the main comic, but it could be something where they infiltrate it and like, uh, shut down hyperspace. But yeah, is that a technological thing or a force thing? Brute force. (laughs) They just stand in front of the ships and stop them. Uh, I think it's probably technological. Yeah, I don't think they're force sensitive or able to use the force. Yeah, Um, if they're going for something that's like a new threat, then I think they need to go more technological uh, and not even, I mean, the Empire is like a technological threat too, but this is more like... I don't know, Mad Max technology. Mm-hmm. It uh, makes me kind of think of, uh, I think, was it Grievous who helped create or created the, like, electro bomb or whatever that, like, disabled all the droids? Well, no, Grievous wouldn't like that. <laughs> that was against... Not, not Grievous. Uh, I forget who did that. It was, it was just some doctor that... Yeah. Yeah. Was there, and then she got wrapped up into the Zillow Beast stuff. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm wondering if it's something similar to, like, some kind of electric pulse that they put out, and yeah. it just, like, messes up. Like an EMP. Yeah, like, it, it just, like, completely screws up the hyper lane grid sure. system. Yeah. It basically turns all the, the green lights red, <laughs> and the red lights green, and... Everybody's We've created just... the galaxy's first traffic jam, yeah. and everyone's just frustrated, and that's yeah. and then and then the Jedi get angry, and they all fall to the dark side. Yeah, and the Jedi have to use the stairs. <laughs> so I, I do think that's a really interesting threat because it'll separate people. Like you won't be able to call for backup, or you can, but it's like, well, we'll be there in five years. <laughs> like, uh, so it's an interesting idea. Uh, I'm excited to see how they pull it off. Mm. This video is brought to you by Audible. Audible is a leading provider of audio content and is a service we use all the time because we go through a lot of Star Wars audiobooks. The first High Republic audiobook won't be out until August, but in just a few weeks we'll be getting the novelization for The Rise of Skywalker. I love all the Star Wars audiobooks because they are big productions with music and sound effects, so it's like listening to a movie. You can get all the released canon Star Wars audiobooks right now by visiting www.audible.com slash Star Wars Explained or by texting Star Wars Explained to 500 500. If you sign up for a free 30 day trial today, you'll get a credit for one free audiobook of any price and credits for two Audible originals. Once you get an audiobook or audio drama, it will always be yours. You own that piece of content even if you cancel your membership, and if you get an audiobook you don't like, you can swap it out thanks to Audible's Great Listen Guarantee, which gives you up to a year to exchange an audiobook you didn't like for one you're excited to keep. That offer lasts for as long as you're a member. If you sign up today, you can save your credit for The Rise of Skywalker novelization or Light of the Jedi later this year, but all the other canon novels have audiobooks as well. If you've been wanting to get into Star Wars audiobooks, now is the perfect risk-free time to try. So visit www.audible.com slash Star Wars Explained or text Star Wars Explained to 500-500 and start your journey today. Conix is Queen asks if ME-8D9 is on the cover of A Test of Courage. 
So that is Maz Kanata's droid that is at her castle in the background of The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. And her lore says that she used to work at or work with the Jedi. And then, yeah, we see at least that same type of protocol droid in the cover for uh, Justina Ireland's book. That's so, the middle grade yes. book? I have to imagine that that is the same droid. If it already has that lore and it's like, this is a really old droid. Right. Yeah. That, that would be my guess as well. Uh, it's There's still a chance that it's like, maybe the Jedi just had a bunch of those models. But I think that it makes sense that we could see exactly how M.E. worked with the Jedi. And then maybe eventually she goes on to come into Maz Kanata's service during the story. Yeah, I was going to say this would be a good way to connect things to Maz because we know she's been around for a while too. Yeah. Again, like that's something that I don't want them to lean too heavy on. Like, okay, we have a handful of characters like Maz and Yaddle and Yoda who are all going to be alive at this point. I don't want them to constantly be like, let's go to Maz's castle. But if they do it once, that's fine. And like, just based on the cover alone, it it could be set on Takodana. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> that would be cool. Omega Wolf wants to know if we could see any fallen Jedi as antagonists in the story. I'm going to guess no. Uh, I think that at this point in time, since we're still going like the Jedi are at their best, uh, if one were to leave the Jedi Order, I think they would do it peacefully. And I think we're going to see that happen because uh, Kevin Scott, Kevin Scott, I still don't know how to pronounce his first name. He uh, wrote Dooku Jedi Lost and referenced the High Republic a couple times and talks about a Jedi Master who left during that era. And he hinted online that, oh, we might see more of him. Yeah. So I, I think that if we see that character leave the Order, we're actually going to see someone leave peacefully and maybe still help out it won't be like a dooku situation Mm, yeah and i like what you said like this is supposed to be the jedi at their best they said that several times in the announcement and i don't expect there to be very many like fallen jedi or gray jedi or whatever you want to call them and but yeah I, i do hope that if we get a story of one, that it's one like that that's already kind of been hinted at. Yeah, we, we talked about this a little in our discussion with the Force Center guys, uh, that this could be like the beginning of the downfall of the Jedi. So maybe this character will kind of see that and see like, oh, we kind of did some things I don't agree with and I don't like this path we've started on. So I'm just going to leave and you guys do your thing <laughs> and I'm going to go over here. Does he give up his lightsaber? We don't know. Keep it. I mean, Dooku got to keep his. So I I think that it's probably like a, yeah, you get to keep whatever you have. Although Ahsoka did not keep hers. So maybe, maybe he keeps his lightsaber. He keeps his fancy robes, but he's like, I don't want any part of your crazy religion anymore. (laughs) Caleb Diaz asks if the books and comics could be stepping stones to even bigger stories in film or TV. I would be shocked if they weren't. Yeah. (laughs) Again, with our talk with the Force Center guys, uh, I brought up that this would be a really cool segue into an animated show if we really got to know these characters from the High Republic. And then maybe sometime in Phase 2, we get the Clone Wars, but in the High Republic era, and maybe there's not so many wars. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, they'd probably just call it the High Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think that as long as this goes well, if people respond to the story, then yeah, I think that phase two or three of the High Republic stuff is probably going to pull in some video games, a TV series. Like, I, I can't imagine that they would be like, no, this is books and comics forever. Yeah. And we're never, we're not going to let anyone else play in this little sandbox. <laughs> but I am so happy that books and comics get to be the vanguard into this era and be like, we're going to set up how this all looks and feels. And then anything that comes after is going to follow suit. I think that's really nice. Yeah. And I likened it to us getting the original trilogy and then getting the prequels. There might be a pretty big time gap, but... If we get all this content from the High Republic, really fall in love with the characters, then we get to see them even younger and like back in their day. Or older. Like, I guess it all depends. Yeah. <laughs> Lewis Sutcliffe wants to know if the rumored Fallen Order sequel could take place during the High Republic. So I see two options here. Uh, either one, yeah, we just get a game using the same engine. Uh, and it's called Star Wars Jedi, the High Republic, instead of Fallen Order, kind of the opposite. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you can, like, that would solve an issue that we talked about, I think, last week about how uh, Cal's progressed so much in the story, and it would be weird if in the next game he just didn't have that stuff. <laughs> uh, but if we started with a new Padawan, then yeah, we can learn some new powers and, like, grow with that person. And it maybe, you know, it could start with whatever this great disaster is going to be, kind of like... Fallen Order starts around Order 66, and then we see what Cal has to do afterwards. Could be something similar. Yeah, so I think that would work. I also think that we could do a direct sequel to Cal's story, and we could keep like the temple exploration aspect, but instead of exploring the Zepho, like I have suggested in the past, they could be going to High Republic outposts, which have been shown in uh, Charles Soule's comics already, like the the High Republic has been said to have like kind of gathered stuff into outposts, and uh, instead of keeping it all in the Jedi Temple, so we could go explore some of these old other Jedi temples or whatever. Yeah, which which one do you prefer? Because I know you love Fallen Order. Yeah. Um. Man, I'm torn because I love exploring temples and I loved all the characters in Fallen Order. So I would be very happy to see them again. But it's also one of those like, I love the story completely and I don't absolutely have to see it continue on. Uh, So going with the High Republic, like it would be really fun to play in a completely different setting. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I, I don't know. I don't know which one I would prefer. Because if we do have it in the High Republic, there is a chance, I guess, for it to just be too similar to Jedi Fallen Order and Cal's story. It would just, it has potential of just being a rehash of what happened to Cal and his adventures, but just set kind of in a different time period, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think more the gameplay might feel a little stale, especially if you're like, well, I'm a new Padawan and I have to learn push and pull again. Uh, But I think that they could probably tell a different story because like no one has to deal with the trauma of Order 66 
or like Marin dealing with losing all of her night sisters, there would be a different kind of internal conflict. Or it could so. be about a pilot who's lost the ability to use hyperspace and they <laughs> gotta does, fix it. Yeah, how does he get over that? I mean, <laughs> yeah, the, the the hyperspace thing is intriguing. Uh I think my gut says Pilot, fallen spaceship. <laughs> I think my gut says that I would rather continue Cal's story just because I love those characters, but I'd be still almost, if not equally, happy to do just Star Wars Jedi, The High Republic. Jack Kennedy asks if we'd rather see an animated series take place during The High Republic or in between episodes 6 and 7. This one I actually kind of think I might go between 6 and 7. I mean, it's hard to tell because we really don't know much yet about The High Republic except for seeing some concept art. I would like either, you know, either one, but... I, you know, we have talked about this before, before we got the High Republic news, that it would be interesting to see, you know, Luke's temple and, like, him starting to train new Jedi. I don't know. Like, what would you want to see it be about if it were between six and seven? I mean, probably. I, I think my dream would be uh, Luke and Lor Santeca shortly after Return of the Jedi exploring the galaxy. Uh, because those were like adventures we know Luke went on. Mm -hmm. It'd be easy to do like a planet of the week, adventure of the week kind of thing, or arcs. He could spend three or four episodes on a planet and then move on to another one. That sounds like a lot of fun to me. Uh, And I say that I don't want it to be High Republic right now because like I don't want them to go all in on the High Republic. I don't think every story between now and 2022 or whatever should be High Republic and only that. Mm-hmm. And we already know there are plenty of other books coming out that won't be that. Uh, but as much as I like this concept, I don't want, I, I still want there to be variety. Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, would would Ben Solo be a big part of a, a story set in this time? I mean, he would. At that point, I don't think so. He wouldn't be around just yet, but like. Between six and seven. Yeah, if it were, I think it should be closer to Return of the Jedi and cover a couple, a few years of Luke just exploring the galaxy. And maybe he would call in, check in on Leia and Han and Ben every so often. But I think for the most part, it would just be like him and Lor Santeca Mm -hmm. just off doing their own thing. Do you think, how long do you think that the party on Endor lasted? Oh, probably a year. Yeah. Just a rager. Yeah. I want. I just want to see that. I mean, there's so much food that the Ewoks had. All those stormtroopers. Uh. That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you.